We hope it's feeling better. This is Big League Fishing. Doug Flynn, Keith Munson, Josh Thomas. On this great weekend where a lot of stuff is going on. And uh, first of all, let's get some of the health report out of the way. Keith, give us an update. How you feeling, the old goofy thing? <laughs> I'm doing a lot better. I don't know what I have, but it had me pretty good. <laughs> it probably had nothing to do with Nothing to do with us fishing out in that rain all day, was it? No, it had nothing to do with that. Two days of cold and rainy. You know, it had nothing to do with that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if you feel like going fishing in the rain, go. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the weather's, uh, you know, I can handle this kind of weather right here. I don't like the 20s, but if it's in the 30s or 40s, that ain't too bad. Yeah, we've had we've had a couple of days that's probably been unbearable, but the rest of the time, it's not been bad at all. You know, it's a good uh, good fishing weather. Anytime you get in the 40s in the wintertime, it's time to go fishing. Well, the day we fished, the water temperature was still up in the mid to high fifties. Is it going to have? And and they're catching the heck out of fish, so yes, they I just are. assume that uh, it's probably going to continue to do that, or even get better as far as smallmouth are concerned. Is that correct? No, oh, absolutely. And you know they had rather Roy USA Carers uh, tournament last weekend down the dam out last Saturday, and I think it took like nineteen pounds to get that, and thirteen to get a check, and I think Dang. the big spot. Our buddy Marshall Todd caught the big spot. And uh, it was a three and a half pounder, if I'm not mistaken. Wow! Who won that That's tournament? Big, you know, I don't remember off the top of my head, but uh, I think it was 19 and some change. It took to win. I think 17 was second, right on down the line. Probably the same bunch of guys that's been winning all year. <laughs> yeah. Hey, were they fishing five or six fish in that tournament? I think it was five, if I'm not mistaken. I think yeah. it was a five fish limit, and uh, so it's about a four pound average. That's pretty daggone good. And mostly smallmouth seal. The smallmouth is just unbelievable right now, the way they've been biting down there. Wow. Well, I had to miss it. Yeah, I know uh, I was up in Cincinnati. Uh, you, I don't guess you went down to fish it, did you? No, no. We had ball games in Augusta, Kentucky, which is on the other side of the world, and it's all day to get there. And <laughs> my day was pretty much in a school bus. <laughs> wow. You got one of them special buses, or do you just have a school bus? We have a school bus. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way we used to travel. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing at all. I love every minute of it. Hey, when I played well minor behaving. leagues, I, I could have used one of those school buses. We had some things in the minor leagues. I mean, no air conditioning. And then if it was cold, they had no heat. And oh, God. You, know, you got a bunch of old stinky boys on there. It was uh, not <laughs> some of the best riding conditions in the world. <laughs> that's part of the fun though you know it's what, what you leave you talking about that's right that leaves you some good memories uh of doing that all right a little bit of basketball your girls are one and two now yeah uh, yeah we played pretty good the first game we got beat played uh pretty good the second game one and we did play with it during this past saturday and uh we, we just have trouble scoring i think we're only shooting about 23 or 4 percent as a team so that, that's kind of tough. we're shooting 80 percent from free throw line though so that's pretty good well, you got to get the girls to the line then. I know it. I can't get that to their heads, but we'll get there. They're still young, and we're still learning. We'll never be giant killers, but as long as they just have fun and prove, that's all that matters. You sounding like that guy that coaches a ball team up here in Lexington. We're young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're young, 6'11", 7 foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. 
Oh, goodness. Well, the, the time's fishing. Uh, so give me a little bit about the schedule you got coming up so I know when we're going to fish again. Uh, I think I'm, I think I have a ball game every Saturday through January and February, except for the first of the year and Christmas Eve week is only two Saturdays. I think I've got off between now and first of March. So it's going to be a busy winter for me as far as basketball. But, uh, I got some Fridays off. I can go all, we won't be able to tournament fish, but we can go fishing on Fridays. Well, we need to do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. cause you know, we're going to go down there and have 40 pounds of fish. Our best five will go 40 pounds. Oh yeah, <laughs> on a non-tournament. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when we'll catch them when we're not in the tournament every time. But let's do it. I, all right, that's a good idea. I'll just plan on that. We'll get some Fridays. We can go down and at least we'll have something to talk about instead of coming up here hanging our head low like we did after Bill Taylor's tournament. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we caught a lot of fish, so it was a lot of fun, and we just didn't get the right bites. So obviously, the area we were fishing lower in the lake and. We, we obviously didn't get the bigger bites. I think the better fish are still being caught up in the mid part of the lake. And and uh, it, it's typical. You know, smallmouth always turn on in that area of the lake for some reason this time of year. It, it's good to know, uh, as some of the guys who fish down there two, three, four times a week, they got a pretty good handle on which way the fish are going. And plus, when you can compare notes with other guys who are down there fishing a lot, um, sometimes you feel like you're just, you just uh, outmanned and outgunned when you go down there, but that's part of the fun of the tournament. That's right. And, you know, I've done the same thing. I've got my buddies and got help, and I don't think I could get help right now and do any good. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you can do, I think you can do pretty good, buddy. Uh, we just need to go more. That's all we got to do. And we'll take a Friday down here, and we need a confidence-building type fishing day. Yes, we do. You know, the, the crankbait bite is getting better right now. It's time to break out the old red crankbait and that, that sort of thing and get get going with that. Of course, jigs are always going to be good through the wintertime, but I think your crankbait, your moving baits right now is what's catching most of your better fish. And the A-rig certainly come into play as the water gets colder and colder. A lot of fish being caught on right now, but it gets better as it gets colder. Yeah, how cold was it that one day? We went to Dale Hollow when we whacked all those fish. and oh, it, was, uh, it was cold. Yeah, it was about... I think the, the air temperature is in the 30s, but the water temperature is 45 or 46. And and I forget, probably catch 19 fish that day over over 19 inches long or something of that effect. Yep. I think we had the smallest one we had was 19. Not excuse Yeah. Me. Yeah. It was right at it. Yeah, because we everything we had was just huge. I mean, just big fish. Um, but you know that was fun, and I I was wondering if the water temperature, because I know as it gets cold. But they've been throwing that bait a lot when the water temperature's been a little bit warmer down at Harrington Lake, for instance. Yeah, yeah. You know, boy, Harrington sure did jump this past this past spring we had over Thanksgiving weekend. Did you see how far it came up? It was way <laughs> up, and and I think the around are jerking right back down now. So it won't be up long, but boy, all the all the lake is full of water. All right. Well, I haven't been down there yet. I want to try to go down there maybe Saturday or today. You know, we get through taping here. But we'll talk about that when we come back. Uh, we're going to take a little break. You're listening to Big League Fishing right here on the Big League Fishing Radio Network. This is Boudreaux Mint from South Louisiana, and I'm teaching them boys from Big League Fishing everything I know, and hopefully they'll be right back. Hi, I'm Danny McSorley. Whether you're looking to trade in your old boat or purchase a new one, let us get you ready for the season at Marine Works at Pandora Marina on Harrington Lake, just south of Lexington. 
Hey, welcome back to Big League Fishing, Doug Flynn and Keith Munson, along with Josh Thompson, talking a little fishing on this wintry day. Just, hey, can you believe this, fellas? We are two weeks, less than two weeks, and it's Christmas time. Are you kidding me? I'm telling you, this one has really crept up on me worse than any of them I can remember in the past. I, we, Reed and I went shopping last night for a little while. We got some wrapping paper and we got some bags to put gifts in, but we don't have any gifts yet to wrap or put put put, put in bags. So we're, <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> you don't have to put mine in a bag. That's I don't care. I wrapping. You don't have to wrap it. That's all right. I know. I know. I got mm-hmm. yours. I couldn't hardly get it in, a, in wrapping paper anyway. So. Oh, oh, I like that. Have you uh, <laughs> you got anything you're particularly interested in that you would like to maybe get as a Christmas to yourself or from Santa Claus? No, not really. I haven't even, I honestly haven't even given it a thought this year. It's been one of those years that's just kind of got away from me actually all year. And I need to settle down and start smelling the roses a little bit, start absorbing some of this, listen to a, bit, a little, little bit of Christmas music and, yep. and that sort of thing. But I haven't done any of that this year. So, so I got well, you, back in the mood. Yep. You got to do a little Christmas music. will do that. As a matter of fact, next week, we always do kind of a little Christmas show. Next week, we're going to call up a bunch of special people. Have them come on. We're going to find out uh, if I think the question will be, and I'm going to text them and email a bunch of them this week. If you could have one thing for Christmas, what would that be? Uh, that's a good question. That'd be a good uh, that'd be a good conversation piece, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm going to see uh, uh, this week. Exile is playing. I'm going to get a chance to go see my friends sing a little bit, and then a couple of days later, I'm going to run down and see the Oak Ridge Boys. Oh, they're going to be at, uh, at the uh, down Mount Vernon. Yeah, Rimpro Valley. Rimpro Valley, yeah. I think I'm going to take my recorder and I'm going to record and say, if you have one thing, I'll get I'll get a whole bunch of people that'll just, I'll just ask them a question and we'll see how many folks I can round up here between now and next week when we do a little pre-Christmas yeah. show. Yeah, that'd be fun because you're going to have a variety of, of personalities there. You'll have fishermen, ball players, musicians. Yeah, then guys like guys like me that don't know how to spell their name and that sort of thing. <laughs> hey, you know what'd be fun is why don't you call up a bunch of your folks and friends and let's just start getting a little list together, see what everybody's see if we've got anybody that wants the same thing uh, from all these different walks of life. Okay, just ask them, say, if that. you could get one thing for Christmas or if you could wish for one thing for Christmas, what would that be? It doesn't have to be a gift, but it could be anything. Yeah, that'd be good. I'll do that. I'll do that. We'll get we'll get a variety of answers here. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah that'd be fun. Like Josh would probably. I don't know, Josh. Have you ever thought about that? What you might want? He must have Josh left, left the building. He's like Josh Elvis. left. Josh and Elvis <laughs> left the building. <laughs> he well, would probably got, want a, a new tent, a heated tent. That's probably what he would want. Oh, that'd be a good one right there. Yeah, he's got his associate producer, Jackson, who's all of two years old now. It's probably got him doing something. But yeah, I thought about I thought about a couple of things, but that'll be a good thing we can do. So next week, if you're out there listening, we're going to call a whole bunch of people and a lot of celebrities and see what they would want for Christmas. It could be that a lot of be, fun. It should be a lot of fun. All right, what do you want? We asked you, before you disappeared, we asked I'm you what sorry. you might want. Christmas. I'm sorry. I was wrangling a child who was trying to do pretty much everything but what I asked him. What do I want for Christmas? No, if you could make one wish for Christmas, I want you to be thinking about it because next week 
We're going to have a whole lot of people. And if you can make a wish, if you could get one thing for Christmas you could wish for, what would that be? People actually use their turn signals. <laughs> well, That's a I'm talking one. about stuff that could actually happen. <laughs> okay, world peace. There you go, world, world, world peace. peace. That's right. World peace. You and Sandra Bullock, world peace. I like that. <laughs> That'll be a good one. <laughs> All right, buds, the weather has got cold on us, colder than it's been all year. What's this going to do to our fishing? And Wait, before we do that, tell me about Harrington Lake, because somebody else told me the other day that it's up on the parking lot again at Dane Run. That doesn't do me uh, good. It was. It's probably off of it by now. I think they're pulling it a foot a day or something to that effect, and they're going to get it back down pretty quick. But, boy, it, it jumped way up there, got up 750, I think, and it was what, around 725, so it come up 20, yep. 25 foot, and I know it. I'll see some of your dock owners a lot of trouble over two or three days there, and now they're having to let their cables back out. But, you know, Harrington's typical of that, and Harrington comes up past Green River's the one that really jumped. It got up over the parking lots down there, and, uh, you know, it really come up on Green River. So feel for those people because, you know, it's a lot of work, especially when it gets cold like that out there and have to get your hands down that water and pull those cables in and all the stuff they have to do. So it's it's a lot of work. All that dock fun and living on the lake is fun, but there's a lot of – a lot goes with it, too. My buddy Dan, the dock man, is going to be pretty busy because I know he has a lot of docks that he takes care of. And usually when I'm down there in the wintertime, if I'm out fishing or something, he'll ride by in that little boat. and He's headed up to all these docks that he's got to let out or let in something. But golly, yeah, I'm like you. When I see, you know, Cane Run's not real big where, we, of course, I keep my boat. Uh, and Tierra, being a professor and her husband is a police officer, you know, sometimes when that water comes up, it doesn't care about your schedule. you got to stay there and get it fixed up. So you're right. It takes a lot of work to maintain those things so the rest of us don't have to worry about it. That's true. And, you know, uh, back in the 70s, late 70s, I had just gotten married, and I was living in Cane Run down there in a, a house reading out from Mr. Freeman. And it come an awful rain, and then it came up. Remember, it got real cold and snowed a lot there in January of 77, and and we, uh, Mr. Freeman comes there and he asked me one day, he said, if you're not doing anything, could you please help me out with the dock? Because the dock is about to get out of control on me. So he and I and, and uh, Tommy Freeman and a bunch of us went down there and we tried to get it all back together and get the braces and brackets on it, pull it in. And it was about seven or eight degrees and I was completely froze. It was miserable. <laughs> dang, dang. I'll tell you what, it's, uh, you know, you forget about that part of it. Uh, I forgot all about everything last weekend. I headed up to New, to New York, to Cincinnati at Reds Fest up there. And while we were at Reds Fest, uh, got a chance to see a lot of fellas here, what the prognosis was for the upcoming year. Got a new Mike Moustakas is going to be their new ball player. Hey, did you see the contract this week that Garrett Cole signed with the Yankees? Yes, I did. What, 245 or something like that? For seven about three Three twenty-four for nine Ooh. years. Ooh. I mean, that'd be millions of dollars. That's a bunch. And when people say, "Would you like to still be playing?" Yeah. <laughs> wow, because you only got to play two or three years now, and you're set for life. Oh, uh, Warren, if you use your head, Warren, I would think you set yeah. you up. Yeah, you the minimum yeah. salary is it? They're doing some stupid stuff though in baseball. And we've talked about it briefly before, but one thing is, well, one of my rants this week is them putting that Nike swoosh on the front of every major league jersey. I'm, and uh, I can't believe they sold out to Nike. 
They were with uh, Under Armour. They were with Majestic. Then they sold out, uh, obviously, for money, and they put that swoosh on there. And I'm not a Nike fan because those people are they're not patriotic, and I just – I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. that might not be good for baseball. I'm kind of disappointed in that decision myself. But it's, it's a business, and, you know, they go for the high dollar. You know how that goes. Yeah, they did. And uh, next year there's going to be two women that will be on the benches with the Yankees and the Cubs as coaches. Really? Yep. There's going to be if a, if a relief pitcher comes in, he has to finish the inning or pitch the three batters before you can take him out. Uh, when they change, they're, they're now they're no longer going to be drug when they drug test, which they will do, but they will no longer be testing for marijuana. I kind of heard they don't. I kind of like that test. relief pitcher rule, though. Why? I I don't know. I, I feel like it makes the game more challenging to where you can't just throw a guy in there for one guy. Well, it it could backfire on you, too. you got a lefty yeah. coming into a lefty, and he walks a guy, or the guy happens to get a hit. Now he's got to stay in there and face maybe a good power-hitting right-hander. And so the idea was to speed up the game. It's not going to speed up the game. As a matter of fact, it could make it longer. Uh, but I, I feel like most of the ideas that they're having to speed up the game are making it longer, though. Well, you're absolutely right. I agree with you too. And they're no longer te- they don't test for cocaine. They don't test for marijuana. Uh, they're drug testing. I don't know what they're checking on now. Maybe I don't know. Do you eat grape I guess see what type, Who knows? Maybe see what yeah, see what type of blood they got. Maybe I don't know. Wouldn't cocaine be a stimulant for them though, and be give yes. them some sort of advantage i mean that that was a concern back in the day i remember that yep i don't understand that testing at all there and i mean to me i mean i i knew very few guys that did it when i played i've since heard of guys that did it but yeah that's from everything i've heard uh, that's what it would do but baseball this is screwed up right now uh i'm just disappointed in the way they're going it's 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 one thing my buddy daryl taney told me he says but fellas We've always got the memories of what it was like in the good old days. Back in Isn't the 70s. And I think that Isn't was pretty good. Uh, it we was were making awesome. decent money and we're having fun. And it was just, it was a better game, I thought. Everybody played to their fullest potential, it seemed like. Yeah. You know, so everybody laid down the line. Pete Rose running out walks and stuff like that. Just, done, you know, just everybody played to their to the best of their ability, you know. Yep. It was, played but it's, it's a little different. A little different. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. I, when I get around young folks, when I start talking like this, they start rolling their eyes like, here he goes again, talking about the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, it was. It, it was pretty good because we weren't making an abundance of money. Like my first year, we're making 16000 Well, teachers were making that much. And then all of a sudden now, the minimum salary is like uh, – Approaching six hundred thousand dollars a year, with the average of three point four million. <laughs> Golly! Yeah. Now, how do they? I, when we come back, of course, we don't have time now. When we come back, I want to talk about how they pay. Do you, do they get a check each week, each month, or how how do you get a, a check for that sum of money? Each, you know what? That's a very paid. good point, and I will address that when we come back. I'm going to talk to you just exactly how we got paid. And unfortunately, I can't talk to how those guys get paid, but I got an idea. So stay with me. We'll be back. You're listening to Big League Fishing on the Big League Fishing Radio Network. 
This is Bassmaster Elite Series Pro Bradley Roy, and I'm listening to my favorite fishing network. I learned everything from this show with Keith and Doug, and they'll be right back. Hey, this is former Cincinnati Red Doug Flynn and my pro fishing buddy Keith Munson. Hey, Keith, it's the winter time, but if you go to Sportsman's Warehouse, if you want to stay warm, if you want to fish, if you want to hike, or if you want to shoot or hunt, they got everything in the world. Everything, absolutely everything you need from fishing, hunting, keeping your feet and your toes warm, your nose warm. <laughs> hey, guys, that's important too. Guys, 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 you're what? forgetting about camping. Oh, <laughs> that's right. We got the camper extraordinaire, Mr. Josh oh, Softness. That's true. Who got suited up pretty good. Hey, Josh, can you camp in this type of weather? Absolutely, if you go to Sportsman's Warehouse. Wow. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, let's just tell you this. If you're looking for the very best in quality and everything you could absolutely want when it comes to fishing, hunting, or just recreation, go see our friends at Sportsman's Warehouse. Hi, Doug Flynn here. Are you tired of your cable company? Well, get rid of them. Get DirecTV from Impact Satellite. I've been thinking about getting DirecTV, but I didn't want to get it from a website, and I like doing business with a local person. Then I found Impact Satellite, Central Kentucky's premier local DirecTV dealer. They helped me choose the best package and equipment for me and scheduled a day and time for my installation. The installer was on time. I didn't have to wait four hours and wonder if they were going to get there or not. Do you want TV service in your business? They can take care of that, too. The DirecTV experts at Impact Satellite will put together the best plan for your business and the service is great. Do what I did. Get rid of your cable company and get Direct TV from Impact Satellite, the area's premier local Direct TV dealer. Call Impact Satellite at 502-867-0157. That's 502-867-0157. Or visit the showroom in Georgetown at 104 Lawson Drive between Walmart and 84 Lumber. Impact Satellite. Tell them Doug Flynn sent you and save an extra $10 per month for the first 10 months. Everyone at Central Bank loves UK Athletics, almost as much as we love providing outstanding service. Sometimes the team kind of inspires us to improve even more, like just the other day. I was helping a customer open a checking account. I really don't know what kind of account I'm looking for. Well, I hope I can help you. Time out! Time out! Coach Cal? What are you doing here? Come over here, Mike. You need to take charge here. Show them the options. You've got checking, CDs, money market accounts. You're like a point guard here. It's up to you to make all of our customers' financial lives easier and better. Now, do I need to bring in a sub or are you my guy? No, coach. I'm your guy. Now go out there and help make this customer a winner. Coach Cal never lets us rest. And we love him for it. Central Bank. Serious about banking. Crazy about UK. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Hey, we're back with Big League Fishing. And although we get off topic just a little bit, we think it's something that you may want to know about. So, Mr. Munson and I were talking about guys that are making all this money and how do we get paid? Well, let me tell you that, Mr. Munson. Uh, you probably, if you're making that kind of money, you got an agent. And within that agent's office, there's a CPA and an investment guy and all kinds of stuff. So, you really set up your schedule like you want whether you be paid monthly uh twice a week or twice a month or you just take it all at the end of the year or you can take it quarterly so you basically take it 
as if you, as you need it. What has been uh-huh. happening in the modern day era, because they're paying guys so much, they are deferring the money. So they will pay them a certain salary and continue to pay them when they get out of the game. Like uh, Bob, Bobby Bonilla. Bobby doesn't play. He's been getting a million dollars a year for the last, I don't know, 20 years, 30 years. Uh, just so you, if you got a good agent and you want to make a lot of money, the best way to do it is defer a lot of it. And I got a feeling that's probably what the modern day players are doing. They're taking a you know, pretty good stuff to live on that they defer it over the years when they get out of the game, which is smart. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. But, you know, to me, of course, I, I don't know the business end of it at all, and I'm not very good with money, obviously. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it seems like to me, if you had several players that you did that, after a while you'd be playing, paying your players that you currently have playing, and you may have 10 or 15 more guys on down the line that you're still paying that's not playing, that's not doing you any good. Are, are they? Is there any obligation to say, he's, say that guy's collecting a million dollars a year? Does he just get that check, or does he have to come back to the – the organization so many times or there's things he has to appear for or anything like that. Turn no. Uh-uh. But, some, you know, you want to come back, you hope that they'll bring you back. Or in the case of some of the guys with the Reds, they made them assistants to the general manager. Uh, so they give them a title. Uh, Ken Griffey's okay. getting paid till 2024, and he's been out of the game now for 10 years. Wow. But, uh, they worked out a deal because they wanted to be able to keep him, and so they had to defer a bunch of money because they didn't have it on hand. So, yeah, it's there's a lot of ways to do it. When I got when we were there, uh, they would pay us, and we just put it in our pocket because there wasn't very much to it. So pay us in quarters. So. Uh, man, that's something. I'm looking for a bass fishing contract of somewhat the same situation. 400000 <laughs> it would be great. But, I, you know, 600 be all right, but I'll take 400. <laughs> yeah. Hey, by the way, I see now where it's pretty much official with FLW being bought by Major League Fishing. Uh, have you considered or is there been any consideration of you getting back into that mess? Yes, I would love to. And, uh, in fact, Phoenix Boats is their new sponsor now. You know, I've been with Ranger for years and years, and I've kind of inquired a little bit and kind of tried to get that ball rolling. And just to see what can happen, you know, I'm getting older, and I don't know if I'd be have much, you know, people would have much interest. But I'd like to give it a go, another run around, you know. So I'm, I've got a lot of uh, avenues I'm trying to cover, whether they come through for me or not. I don't know. Well, we need to push that a little bit more. We need to make a good hard push. When do they start their season? You know, uh, the FLW they've got several different, several different circuits, and right now the Costa uh, FLW season, the tour itself, I think, it starts in January, February. Uh, the tour itself is usually over by July, and then they have the tough in August, I think it is. Or, yep, I think that sometime in August. The Costa series, there's like five different divisions of three each in each division. And they start at various times, like the Northern Division won't start till April or, or May because the fishing tends to get better till that time of year. In some cases, they're, they're not even in open season up there. But uh, right now, I think uh, next month, January, they'll start a coast to Anna FLW again. Wow. And they usually start someplace that's kind of warm, don't they? Yeah, they usually start Okeechobee. I think they're starting at Kissimmee or Harris Chain, maybe this year. I looked at it, but I didn't pay that much attention to it, but I think it's. For some reason, I'm thinking it's the Harris chain out of uh, Leesburg right there in central Florida, which is a very good place to fish. 
did I hear Bill say or maybe read someplace where they're going to drop down the entry fees a little bit and there's going to be a lot more payout going down the list instead of such a diverse spread out? I mean, if you win 100,000, if you're second, you win 30. And so it, didn't I hear him say that it was going to be a little bit less to get in, but they were going to do a lot better when they're paying off their fishermen? Yeah, they said that the, uh, since Main Street Fishing is ball out, and you know that's the way they they do everything. They take votes. They have a board, and they'll take a vote among the fishermen and how they want to do things, where even the lakes they want to fish in some situations. But I think it was voted in that they weren't were wanting a little bit higher paybacks. I still think they'll probably stick with that hundred thousand first place because that's a pretty uh, you know pretty good price to shoot for. But they may yeah. bump that second second one up. I'd like to see them bump it up to at least sixty. And maybe yeah. have third around forty or thirty five, and then come on down. And maybe not pay fifty spots at ten grand, but pay through fifty at seventy five hundred or five thousand or whatever, you know. But mm-hmm. they'll they'll come up with something good. They they've got a lot of good minds working on it right now. It's all fishermen right now, so that's what's going to be good about it. Who uh, who was it that uh, started Major League Fishing? Was it Boyd Duckett and who else? There was a, a series. Boyd Duckett was in on it. Gary Klein was in on it. Marty Stone had a hand in on it. And I, I think Van Dam, uh, the original guys that you've seen three or four years ago on the TV show, they were the main ones that, that wanted to get this idea going. I think Todd Faircloth had a hand in on it. But I think Boyd Duckett and Gary Klein were your two major, major players. So right now, this is owned by Fisherman. Is that correct? So both of now, FLW and Major League Fishing will be owned by the fishermen themselves. Is that correct? Uh, in a roundabout way, I think it's the Major League Fishing organization, and, I, and and somehow or another, I don't know exactly how the money is thrown around, but it is strictly a fisherman thing, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, well, that's going to be good. All right, we need to we need to take about two or three weeks and start pursuing. Find out how much money it's going to take to get you out there on the tour, and then we'll get Josh to write you a check, and then... <laughs> okay. And then uh, we'll be ready Yikes. to go. Uh, Jackson doesn't have to have that big Christmas present this year. You can hold off for another year so Keith can go fish. That may be a few. Yeah. All right, when we get back, we're going to bash Josh a little bit more see if we can get some money out of him. You're listening to Big League Fishing here on the Big League Fishing Radio Network. Hello, this is Bailey Turner, and you are listening to Big Leap Fishing with Doug Flynn and Keith Munson, my GDA. And they will be right back. Hi, I'm Danny McSorley. Whether you're looking to trade in your old boat or purchase a new one, let us get you ready for the season at Marine Works at Pandora Marina on Harrington Lake, just south of Lexington. Everyone at Central Bank loves UK Athletics, almost as much as we love providing outstanding service. Sometimes the team kind of inspires us to improve even more, like just the other day. I was helping a customer open a checking account. I really don't know what kind of account I'm looking for. Well, I hope I can help you. Time out! Time out! Coach Cal? What are you doing here? Come over here, Mike. You need to take charge here. Show them the options. You've got checking, CDs, money market accounts. You're like a point guard here. It's up to you to make all of our customers' financial lives easier and better. Now, do I need to bring in a sub or are you my guy? No, Coach. I'm your guy. Now go out there and help make this customer a winner. Coach Cal never lets us rest. And we love him for it. Central Bank. Serious about banking. Crazy about UK. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. 
Hey, welcome back to all you big league fishermen fans. Get yourself out of bed. It's a weekend. It's time to get out on the lake, and the weather's going to be beautiful. It's going to be up to 40. Heck yeah. No chance and everything. Yeah, I love it. Rain, snow, sleet, everything. It's a perfect day, and I can't believe we won't be fishing. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of snow, I told you about the about the man and his wife eating breakfast, and they heard on the radio they're supposed to smoke snow four to six inches, didn't they? And the, no. the, woman, the, the announcer said, you know, it's going to snow four to six inches tonight, so get out there and move your cars over to the even side houses of the road so the snow can get through. So the woman went out and did that. The next week, they were sitting there eating breakfast again. Radio announcer said, it's supposed to snow six to eight inches tonight. He said, make sure you put your cars on the odd side of the street tonight so that everybody can snow plow and get through. So the woman went out and did that. So the next week, they're eating breakfast. They hear announcements. It's supposed to snow 10 to 12 inches tonight, and you need to move your car. And about that time, the power went off. And so the woman was worried. She looked at her husband and said, honey, I don't know where to put my car because – you know, I didn't hear the statement. I don't know where to put my car. He said, well, why don't you just leave it in the garage like you should? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that wasn't a blind joke. That was not a blind joke, though, so I don't want to get into that. that. Was that a Bergenite joke? <laughs> that was a Bergenite blind joke. That's what that was. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, they're out there, man. I tell you, and I can't wait because I may try it. The weather's you know, I got something to do Saturday night, but if the weather's halfway decent and the water's not too bad, I may try to slip down to Harrington and throw an old jerk bait around some and a little underspin spinner bait, which I was catching them on down there last time. So I don't know if you, you reckon the shad are still up in the creek. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're still there. Uh, you know, water come in after that rain had come in. It was pretty warm rain that we had. So I don't think it affected the fishing that much other than just bringing the lake up. So, yeah. Just go right back to where you were fishing and how you were fishing. It's going to be falling, so you might fish points more. But now, of course, Harrington don't have a great deal of points, but anytime you got current in the lake, it kind of contributes more on points. Yeah, well, and you're right, because they will. If they'll yank the heck out of them until they get it where they want to. So, Which may be okay for, uh, for the type of fishing I'm doing, because it might keep them active. And I'll try. You got a ball game Saturday? Yes, we do. We play at home Saturday, so I'll be done fairly early, though. Or maybe I can go that morning. Yeah, what time's your game? We play at 3 o'clock. Oh, well, you might be able to run down those fish a little bit in the morning before you got to go to the game. Well, yeah. Yeah, heck yeah. That put me in a good coaching spirit. Yeah. Well, that's what my, my goal is to get you in a good coach. You want me to talk to your team at all and really get them fired up? Yes, I do, but I want you to win the ball game. <laughs> Whatever you do, win the ball game. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, folks, it, it was a pretty good story. I went over and got to speak to Keith's team one night, and I gave them this big pep talk, and it was pretty darn good. I thought, man, I was ready to play myself. And then they come out for the first quarter, and I look up on the board, and they're down, what, 20? 20, 25 to 6 or something like that. It was ugly. I was looking for a door. <laughs> well, and your wife, your wife was eyeballing me. Boy, Rita had her eye on me like, what in the world did you kill us for? So we came rolling back and got beat by one, which is exactly the tale that you told your team you were playing for. I know. I know. I think, so uh, yeah. next time, next time I tell it, I win. <laughs> Hey, right now, uh, is, is this a good time for folks to start doing anything with their fishing equipment, or should they just keep fishing until 
Because I know it's like line. Do you go down in line size during the winter time? Yeah, you know, I don't go down a great deal because you got the winter color to your line, so the the real little light line is not that important. Even on Cumberland and Dale, where it's so clear, you can get by with ten and twelve pound test lines. So, but if you got reels that you're not using much, I would I would take and put them, uh, you know, get get good grease on them, oil them up real good, get them cleaned up, get them ready for spring to, you know, it'll be here before you know it. Gosh, I know it. Uh, it. It really hadn't. I felt like we didn't have much of a fall. I felt like we went pretty much into a late summer, then winter, where there wasn't, you know, it's just the weather was kind of goofy. You know what I mean? Yes, it was. September was so dry and hot. And then the first week or so of October was at 100 degrees there, three or four days. And then all of a yeah. sudden it got cold. We've already had us a measurable snow. And now it's back and forth. We have. A lot of rain, and now we got cold, so it's just Kentucky. <laughs> it's just Kentucky. That's right. Got a lot of friends sending me stuff from uh, down in Florida, which I'll be going to the fantasy camps here next month and having a little fun. There's guys that have, they live down there. I mean, they come up, and this time of year they head on down south, and shoot, they don't come up for air until the flowers start blooming again. That'd be a nice. That'd yeah. be something good to do. Yes, that's that's one thing I'm wanting to do. I haven't done now for about. Well, since I've been I haven't fished the tour, I haven't been south in the wintertime. And I love going down to Okeechobee or Kissimmee or or Toho or one of those lakes in Florida. Because even if it's cold, you have a little cool snap, a couple of days later it's right past, you know, the fish will pick back up. And, and if you can't bass fish, you can always crappie fish or speck fish, as they call them down there. And, and it's just so much fun. You get away for a week or two, and it's almost spring down there, you know, the air and everything. And it kind of gives you a break from wintertime. Is this a good time to go to Gunnersville and fish? Yes, it is. It sure is. Um, although they had two inches of snow down there this past week. Oh, sure. <laughs> but but Gunnersville is good. I went down there to Gunnersville on New Year's Day one year. I got up, uh, didn't get out and party all night like everybody, and got up real early and took off and drove down and fished and, and threw a rattle trap in three to four foot of water most of the day and caught some really nice bass. Uh, it wasn't as, as rapid as it is when you're down there a lot of times in the summer when you catch, you know, 30 and 40 fish. But I did catch 8 to 10 fish, and they were in, you know, 3 to 5 pounders. So it was made the trip worth it. It was fun. Well, we need to do that one day because we've only been once, and we haven't been back for some reason, and it was phenomenal. Yeah, and Gunnersville's not but about five and a half hour trip from where we live, six hours from Lexington maybe, and, and it's a, oh, it's a great lake, and you have to be careful because it is on the drawdown, just like all the TVA lakes this time of the year. But uh, stay in the channel and fish the stump beds and the grass, what grass is left. Even around docks, you know, the fish are around docks this time of year. We catch some fish around docks down there. I had a chance to go with a new friend of mine named David Rogers. And David's one of the top crappie fishermen in the country. Fishes all the, uh, he's won a national championship and fishes a lot of the crappie events. And uh, had a little men's group that gets together. Uh, once a month, I think, and so I went over and spoke to them, and uh, he was telling me that anytime we wanted, he could put us on some crappie, and I was looking, I said, well, we don't do much crappie fishing. He said, well, if, if you ever went, you might do a lot more of it, and uh, he's got a good point, but uh, he's put, he knows some late, some places around here where some good crappie fishing are, and he also knows where some good bass fishing is, and I think that's what I'm going to look for doing. <laughs> Absolutely. Give him a call. I would love to have some crappie. I like to get my freezer filled back up with big old crappie fillets. Can't run a big crappie or walleye. 
I'll uh, holler at him and we'll just go do that. We'll get a little trip and go down and see if we can catch a bunch of crappie and so you'll have something to eat. Count me in. I would love to do that. I would yeah. as soon do that as throw an A-rig all day one day. I really would. Seriously? Yes. I'd, I'd, I'd like to have some crappie, do a little crappie fishing. I'm in, I'm in, I've been wanting crappie for about three months now to eat. I used to have buddies that give me some, and nobody's giving me crappie this year, so I'm going to have to go do it myself. <laughs> We're going to have to go get it to sell. All right, I'll, I'll make a little phone call. He usually listens to the show, so David, if you're listening, give me a call, and then months we'll go down and see if we can't catch up a bunch of crappie. So that, that'll be fun to that. do. Yeah, yes, I would. would. I would uh, love that. Well, uh, your basketball's starting. Uh, our fishing, we're going to have to sneak off on Fridays. Let's start putting this together, a little schedule, so that I can just write it down, and we know that we're going to get a chance to go fish a lake or two. Oh, yeah. And and this is a great time. You know, you and I have gone several years uh, the day after Christmas. It worked out where we got to go the day after Christmas. And usually go to Dale Hollow and usually have a really nice day. I've heard some really good ports, reports from Dale Hollow on both smallmouth and largemouth fishing. So if you just want to go catch a lot of fish and nice fish, two and a half and three pound fish, I'd recommend Dale Hollow right now. Uh, then why don't we? Uh, good Friday would be good for that too. <laughs> Are you good working Friday, this Friday? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. I don't think. Yes, I am too. We got rained out. I do have to work Friday, so. And gum. All right, what about the following Friday? <laughs> we we play it by Kentucky weather. If we get in four, I can go. So, <laughs> uh, we'll check around. We'll see what we got, and we'll try to make us a point where we get a chance to go and uh, go catch a few fish. Because I'm, I tell you what, I don't care what time of year. And you know what the hard part about this winter time is? Is there's no fishing shows on TV. Yeah, that's true. Unless I'm missing something. They'll they'll start the major league fishing starts back uh, the first of uh, the first of the year on the outdoor channel, but now it's on Discovery right now. The regular tournaments they have and the Red Crest are on the last one now. The Red Crest, I think they got another elimination round. The championship rounds all left on that, but it is on Saturday mornings on the Discovery Channel around seven or eight o'clock early in the morning. Oh, maybe that's because I'm not getting up early enough to find these things. That's probably what it is. That's probably it. That's probably oh. it. All right, Mo. I'll start getting up a little bit earlier then. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Only time I get up early on Saturdays if I'm going fishing. If not, I'm gonna get up, take my time, have a cup of coffee, eat a little cinnamon toast, and just kick back until I gotta go out and do something. Absolutely. Hey, and we got this addition. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I so said we got this addition going with the house, and I'll be glad when it gets done too. That'll be nice. Oh, that never goes completely like planned, but it does get nice when it's over with. I know we're still got about another 10 days to go, I think. So if we can get it done before Christmas, that'd be a nice thing. <laughs> I have to, I have to ask you this before my buddy Kenny, I go to church with, he asked me every Sunday morning, are the Reds making any good trades? They made one. They got Mike Moustakas and that's the only one they've made this winter. They're looking to make a couple of more, either maybe another pitcher and a, either get a left fielder or get a center fielder and move Senzel into left. So they're trying to do one or the other of those things. So I think if they make another one, another trade, they're going to be decent. Okay, good, good. So tell him, tell him, yes, tell him there's reason for optimism. No, I will do that. I will do that. <laughs> he asks me every Sunday, though. And he also tells me that you need to coach him. And I said, well, he would love the opportunity, I think. But I'm not sure. <laughs> tell him there was a time, but this ain't it. <laughs> 
right. You and Josh, go out and talk to your people. Find out if they had one wish, what would it be for Christmas? We're going to compile us a good old list next week, and we're going to come on and have some fun with that. From all walks of I'll life. I'll do that. All I'll, right? I'll do that. I'll, I'll do that, buddy. All right. That'll be fun. All right. You boys have a good weekend, and uh, enjoy yourself. Win some ball games, Munson. Stay healthy, Josh. And uh, we happen to miss you folks. We miss you somewhere on the radio. We'll catch you on the water. So for Doug and Keith and Josh. You've been listening to Big League Fishing on the Big League Fishing Radio Network. Hi, Doug Flynn for J&H Outdoors, your headquarters for top quality tents, backpacks, and sleeping bags. New arrivals of climbing harnesses, ropes, and climbing shoes. Kayaks and canoes from Hobie, Piranha, and Old Town. And you have to see the footwear from Vibram Five Fingers, Chaco, and Merrill Barefoot. J&H Outdoor Store. More drive just off Nicholasville Road. Turn between Raising Canes and Wendy's. J&H Outdoor Store. Hi, Doug Flynn here. Are you tired of your cable company? Well, get rid of them. Get DirecTV from Impact Satellite. I've been thinking about getting DirecTV, but I didn't want to get it from a website, and I like doing business with a local person. Then I found Impact Satellite, Central Kentucky's premier local DirecTV dealer. They helped me choose the best package and equipment for me and schedule a day and time for my installation. The installer was on time. I didn't have to wait four hours and wonder if they were going to get there or not. Do you want TV service in your business? They can take care of that, too. The DirecTV experts at Impact satellite will put together the best plan for your business and the service is great do what i did get rid of your cable company and get direct tv from impact satellite the area's premier local direct tv dealer call impact satellite at 502-867-0157 that's 502-867-0157 or visit the showroom in georgetown at 104 lawson drive between walmart and 84 lumber impact satellite tell them doug flint sent you and save an extra ten dollars per month for the first 10 months Everyone at Central Bank loves UK Athletics, almost as much as we love providing outstanding service. Sometimes the team kind of inspires us to improve even more, like just the other day. I was helping a customer open a checking account. I really don't know what kind of account I'm looking for. Well, I hope I can help you. Time out! Time out! Coach Cal? What are you doing here? Come over here, Mike. You need to take charge here. Show them the options. You've got checking, CDs, money market accounts. You're like a point guard here. It's up to you to make all of our customers' financial lives easier and better. Now, do I need to bring in a sub or are you my guy? No, Coach. I'm your guy. Now go out there and help make this customer a winner. Coach Cal never lets us rest. And we love him for it. Central Bank. Serious about banking. Crazy about UK. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender.